You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> I never get tired of Anna when she does that that intro thing. I just laugh. So cute. Yeah, isn't she cute? <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad. My uh, guest today, again, I mean, this is the second time you've been on the show in like a couple of weeks. Missy Posterly, very, very good friend of mine for over a decade now, I think, right? Yes, long time. Still modeling. We met, you were a model. Mm-hmm. Still modeling. Yeah. Still loving it. Still loving it. Two kids <laughs> later. <laughs> Trying to get back to my pre-baby body. A decade of Vegas under your belt. Yes. Actually, you're looking really good. I mean, you. Did you start back into the gym yet? Um, so Chris built a home gym. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a squat rack. We have oh, uh, nice. some dumbbells. We have plates. So we're good. I mean, I've really, I think I've, I'm working out now more than before quarantine hit. That's funny. Yeah. Cause that's, a, that's my escape. You know, I go to my garage for an hour. I don't have to travel kids. to the gym. So yeah. it's nice to just kind of go out there and, you know. How about the heat? Weeks. Um, I, I, well, his father's day present was, um, a fan (laughs) (laughs) to try and get his uh, father's day gift. Yeah. That's what he asked for, honestly, because he, he works a fan for you, the fan for him, um, because he works out just as much as I do and it's hot in there. And Chris, of course, is my awesome barber. Yes. Your beard looks so I was his first customer, wasn't I? His first paying customer. Yes. That was awesome. I know. He was so excited. Yeah. I was pretty excited too. He did a good job. Really Mm. good job. I like it. I like it. I've got to go back and get a. A touch up here pretty quick. So anyway, on today, I want to uh, plug our sponsors okay. because they're my my company, <laughs> the Black Bean Coffee Company. So that's Black I'm Bean. I'm drinking it right now. Blackbean.coffee. Blackbean.coffee. We're uh, right now, we just launched with our Costa Rican Sunrise. We call it Costa Rican Sunrise. It's from Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Really, really delicious coffee. I really like it. It's my favorite. Anna likes a darker roast. I think you like a darker roast too, don't you? I do. And that's what I've got. I should have made that for you today. This is delicious though. I this other one, we're not, uh, it, I'm, I'm waiting for the labels to arrive because it's an organic coffee. So we had to get approved mm. as, you know, we had to get all the approval and the paperwork. Just got that on Friday. So um, we'll be launching that probably late this week or early next week. So it's like a for real process now. when you when you go organic. You have to like- Organic is a whole other ball of wax. I bet. But, uh, you know, and, and I, I have no issue with it. It's just paperwork and time. And, uh, and our roaster does most of the heavy lifting there. Uh, but that's the, when you see that label, it says organic and it says fair trade. Uh, it actually means something because it's not an easy distinction. It's very, very challenging to get that. That's good. I'm excited to try your organic coffee. It's good. I'll give you some when we, when we're done. Okay. It's really good. That and blessedbodywear.com. There's going to be some new clothes for blood. You, oh, we got to see you in these. Anna designed some knee length shorts. Ooh, like biker are, shorts. That, that that's are in scrunchy right now. butt. Ooh, I love a good scrunch butt. Missy. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love a good scrunch butt, right? <laughs> How can you hate a scrunch butt? I, I remember the. You can be bo- offended by it. You can be days. troubled by it. But I think everybody has to just like, it, it just looks good. Everyone appreciates a scrunch butt. I remember back in the Beleza Brazil days. Yes. Oh, man. I still have all those pants. I still so wear does Anna. Anna leaders. was wearing hers the other day, and I said, "Man, I, those look I good. gift well now blessed, but I gift all my friends that work out. That's what I gift them for uh, Christmas exchange because it's just they're the best workout pants, and they're they so last forever. They do, yeah, so comfortable. Anna still has some. When she first, first, first started, she had everything made in Brazil, mm-hmm. 
and she still has some of those and they're still wearable still function like they just don't wear out my favorite are the the salt and pepper ones that have the phone yeah i wear those pretty often the blaze yeah. ones mm-hmm. the Love blaze those. yeah we're uh i can't remember what's coming i think salt and pepper might be in this this bunch that's coming and the sports bra is perfect just yeah. fits so well sweet mm-hmm. blessedbodywear.com and blackbean.coffee and uh late this week early next week for sure we're releasing it's a organic and fair trade uh peruvian coffee that is a french roast and it's really uh really complex really full-bodied flavor i i don't love dark roast coffees anna loves them crystal loves them you know i i think hardcore coffee drinkers like a a darker roast Mm -hmm. it seems and uh, this one is really, really, really good. It doesn't just taste bitter and burnt. It actually has a complex flavor, and you still get that full-bodied taste. Honestly, whatever just wakes me up and gets me going for the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Well, this will even make it better because it tastes good, too. Wonderful. So want to talk to you about... Uh, now, I just want to give everybody a bit of background on Missy. Missy uh, from Ohio, Youngstown, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, grew up, it's kind of a tough town, tough area like that. Grew up, came to Las Vegas to find work, mm-hmm. right? Got work uh, at Dre's. Dre's, have you ever been to Vegas uh, and you're into the nightlife in Vegas, you know what Dre's is. It is the number one destination for, like it used to be just an after hours bar, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, so it's the longest standing club after hours was in Vegas. Right. Yeah, so it's like going on 20 years. Right, and and now they've expanded into, now there's a pool, There's well you tell me, what else is? There's a pool, nightclub, so it's a 24 hour party. All 24 hour party, yeah. right. And you've been working there basically since you moved to Vegas. Mm-hmm. First week I moved here, that was my job. Okay. Now you and I have been friends for going on a decade. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that would have been right after you moved to Vegas yep. probably. Yeah. So we've been friends pretty much the whole time here. You've been married the whole time you're here. Mm-hmm. You're now a mom. Yes. You've worked at Dre's. It's that nightlife, that crazy nightlife, celebrities, the whole nine yards, right? Mm-hmm. You've never got caught up in that or did you? Um, no, I, I think the, the thing that helped was that Chris partied just as much as I did. It, you know, being a, a girl working in nightclubs and you start going on these group outings for the nightclub to support other nightclubs, you're not supposed to bring a guy. So somewhere in it, I was able to slip Chris into one of these outings yeah. and everyone just liked him and took to him and welcomed him at all these group outings that we had. So, I mean, even still you bring your boyfriend, it's like, no, you can't bring your boyfriend. But Chris was always welcome because he made such good friends with the the guys that were with our group, the hosts and stuff that were supposed to be there, that he was kind of like in the group. So we didn't have to worry about him being there. So that helped me because I can go out with him and I wasn't just off out myself. You Gallivanting. Know, getting crazy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you needed to be monitored, did you? Um, babysat? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I get wild. You do? Not anymore. I've never <laughs> seen that side of you. Now, I want to talk about this because, you know, as a photographer living in Vegas, uh, you know, I've seen so many models that, of course, when they come to Vegas, become a part of that nightlife. And I've seen so many get what I call swallowed up by that. And what I mean is, you know, you get into the partying and then with the partying, there's a whole uh, unsavory side to that. Mm-hmm. And people can get caught up in that and consumes them and kind of, you know, their life gets derailed. And so I wanted to 
spend our time today talking about that because A, you've avoided it, but B, you really haven't because it's part of your everyday, right? Because mm-hmm. you deal with the, the servers at, the, at Dre's, right? Yeah. Okay. Can you talk about that whole phenomenon? Just kind of explain it to people. I, I think a stereotypical, I don't know if it's fair. I, yeah, I think that's fair. A stereotypical progression. You know, innocent girls come from the Midwest, you know, comes to the bar, shiny lights, big city, celebrities. Next thing you know, she's... Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I think... How does it all work? So when you come here, and it, it, it varies for everyone. Everyone has their own experience coming into Vegas, especially for work reasons. Um, you know, if you look like a drop dead, gorgeous Vegas, LA, you have that look. You so can, if I was a girl, like, right. If you were a girl, you would just walk right exactly, into a job. No exactly, problem. Yeah. Right, yeah. With the beard and all. <laughs> um, but if you have that look where it's just undeniable that you need to be cocktailing at the biggest club in Vegas, right. you don't have many issues getting a job. You walk right in, you already probably know someone. If you look like that, you probably already know someone in that big city that you came from and you could just walk right in and get a job. For people that come from the Midwest, maybe don't look the Vegas stereotypical cocktail waitress look, it's a little harder because you have to make those connections first. So whether you- So is it about connections then? um, Because I've heard that and my experience has been, my 20 years in Vegas has been that it really, it's a city, but it's really in a lot of ways a small town. It is. It's who you know Mm -hmm. and that's how stuff happens. If you don't know, everybody here is getting hustled. Everybody's hustling for something. Mm -hmm. And so when you just go cold calling and wanting things, usually you're going to get the door slammed in your face unless you know somebody. That's mm-hmm. really what Vegas is. Is that yeah. a fair assessment? 100%. Um, if you come here not knowing anybody, not knowing anything, not knowing anything about getting a job in a Vegas nightclub, you know, you you can go apply online. Like that would be your first thing. Okay, I'm going to go apply online. No one looks online at applications. You know, usually it's open castings, you know, for the new season coming up. You have to keep an eye out for those things. Um, but it's very, very rare that we're like, okay, we need to hire someone. Let's go online and see who put in an application without a picture. You know, you have so many people that just submit online. It's kind of like, you know, if we don't need to hire, we don't go that way. Right. Um, so if you're, if you're green to the city, that would be your first thing. Like, okay, I'll go on their website and see if they're hiring. Um, but otherwise you, most people start at maybe a, like a Twin Peaks or uh, a restaurant inside of a casino. You get your foot in the door somewhere, and then at some point you're going to meet someone who works in the industry, and they're going to see you and say, well, why are you working here? Why don't you go work at a nightclub? So if you have that look already, but you don't really know anyone, that's kind of where you're starting, and then someone will see you and so what is guide the you. What's the look? I don't want to say it's like a... I don't want to say it's the same for everyone, because you have girls... I, me specifically, I have cocktail waitresses that are so different and that's what i love about dre's is because we have such a variety of women and everyone looks totally different it's not like a cookie cutter vegas look Um, do you have a role in choosing who works there um in the beginning i didn't you know when i first became a manager i already had 55 girls picked out here's your staff have fun (laughs) and that was a nightmare um now i have a little bit more say you know my boss has learned to to trust me a little bit and say okay if you like them go ahead and hire them. We have 90 mm-hmm. days to figure out if, if this job works for them. Um, but, you know, so now I have a little bit more say and, you know, it's it's hard because like my heartstrings get pulled when it's like a girl from the Midwest mm-hmm. who's trying to find her way in Vegas, you know? So I'm like, oh, I love you, but you need a little bit more experience. You know, we want somebody with experience, but also you want somebody that has personality. I like personality when I hire somebody. How about looks? How, how big of a role is that? <clears throat> 
I, I don't want to say is it important to have it, the hottest waitresses does that make a difference on the bottom line do you get more people I, I don't think that's all the way true because I've had girls that are drop dead gorgeous that won't talk to their customers because mm -hmm. either they don't want to or they don't think they have to or whatever the reason is. But if you can't, you can't sell a bottle based on just being pretty because if you don't talk to your guests and have that, you know, connection with them, they're not going to, you're not going to sell them anything. Right. You know, so I think the look is important, but it's also how you use the look that you have regardless if it's a 10. You know, if you're a mm -hmm. nine, but you could really like talk to someone and joke with them and get them to buy stuff. I like feel me. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but, you know. <laughs> okay, not. <laughs> um, so I feel like the look is important, but I feel like what's more important is how you use the look that you have. If right. that makes sense. Yep. So it's almost like some street smarts. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think, I think where I thrived because um, I was a horrible upseller. I can't sell anything. I can't ask anybody for anything. It's really hard for me to upsell anything to someone. Because I'm like, hey, you want to buy this really big bottle for 150000 And they're like, no. And I'm like, all right. And okay. that's, that's, <laughs> that's the end of it for me, you know? I don't have that, like, schmoozing, you know, technique. I never did. Um, so I was always an efficient waitress. Like, I can clean and bust your table like a nobody, you know? <laughs> but I can't sell you anything. Um, which I'm fine admitting. So sales is a big part of it. Yeah. I think sales is a big part of it. And just, you know, connecting with your guests and giving them like really good service where they want to come back. Cause you know, we always push, you know, yeah, you might have a guy that comes in once a year and spends $15,000, but it's that person that comes in every other weekend that spends a thousand for the whole year. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to keep them coming back and spending consistent money. Mm -hmm. So is there a lot of training for that? Or is this something that you try to like, how would you identify that without throwing somebody on the floor? Um, it, it, it's hard. It's, it's so hard to train that because if you don't have that kind of personality to, to go out there and just talk to someone, like I can't give you a personality. I can't tell you how to have a personality. So right. it's hard. So it, when we started this, it was okay. You look like somebody mm -hmm. that should be working in a nightclub. Mm -hmm. Is that, that only gets you so far. Yes. You might and look then like you have to deliver. Yeah. You have to deliver because in, you know, I think it's so important, especially when you get these girls that are a must hire, you know, your upper management tells you like, Hey, you have to hire this girl. She's a friend of so-and-so super right, hot. Right. Great. Awesome. Put her on the floor. She can't do anything. It's like, okay, now what do I do with her? You right. know, you can have her as one of those girls that just hang out on the floor. She can't upsell. Let's no. make her a manager. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. That's what happened here. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th I think it's important to have at least a little bit of each thing you know you have a yeah. little bit of the look a little bit of the personality a little bit of efficiency and just wrap it all so in how much thing. time do you spend coaching um, or do you or do you let the other girls do that do um, we have a two-week training period and it's you know i let the other servers train each other and show them and i always put them with a different server each is night. that better than a manager um yeah because i don't think i could really train I mean, I can't, it's been so long since I've been on a cocktail. Tell me floor. why though, I, because typically in a business like, okay, if I'm going to have somebody come in and learn shipping, I'm going to have a, a senior person that understands shipping. And since it's a one person company, that would be me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> make it sound like I'll pick out one of many of my hundreds of senior, mm -hmm. you know, no, but, uh, and, and so what I want is I want it done a certain way. Um, so I want to make sure that the person that is training has been trained to train, mm -hmm. right? Uh, because you can know a lot of stuff, but be a horrible teacher. Um, yet serving is kind of a different animal in that regard, isn't it? Because, mm -hmm. because if you've got two girls on a floor and one's not very good with customers, that's going to affect the next girl as well too, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yes. Um, 
I feel like with the girls, they all have such a different technique on how they talk to their customers, how they sell. So I like to put them with all different girls so they could see each technique from each girl and kind of figure out their own technique. Gotcha. You know? Do you get feedback from the girls then if this one's going to be good or not? Mm -hmm. Yep. Is that valuable or do you just use that to... It's valuable from some people. Yeah. Okay. Like I take their opinion and then I just try and watch the best I can. And then, you know, you try to look at numbers and see if they upsold or if they did well with a customer or if they had complaints, things like that. Okay. So generally speaking, is there a lifespan for a server at a place like Dre's? Um, I, I don't... Because I think it's kind of an anomaly. I mean, the girls that I've known, there are girls that are kind of lifetime servers but the club you know the club dre's in itself is an anomaly in a lot of sense now again they've reinvented themselves and expanded and you know and now it's like wow you know they're kind of everything right but when you look at it you know, when they were just the after hours club that's all they were mm -hmm. and they never really seemed to reinvent themselves yet it was always a the most popular destination after hours right, right. Whereas so many other clubs have to read, like they have a very short lifespan mm -hmm. where they have a peak. Everybody goes to one Oak for, you know, for like a year and then summer's over and next year. They just don't have the mojo anymore and they're going someplace else. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you can speak to that secret, but when I, when I think about servers, I would think that that has a lot to do with it. If your servers are creating that kind of an atmosphere mm -hmm. where you want to come back, does that, like, I, I guess... It's the question is that what's the secret to Dre's being so successful? Um, I, is it the girls? Do you, do you, do you, do you have good retention? Do they cycle through often? What's the, what's the lifespan of a server? Um, I have a, just a couple girls from when we first opened, um, which was 2014 was our first summer. Um, so I have a couple girls that are day one since we opened that stuck around and are great servers. And, you know, we'll probably stay after all this is over and we go back to work. Um, I, I, when I look back, I'm like, oh, wow, I forgot that person worked here because it, it's so quick. You know, you have girls that come on and they're gung-ho, ready to work, and then they're like, oh, I just got a pool job, and they quit. So, and I feel like that's just the nightclub industry all over. You know, you, right. you just jump around from place to place. Um, with Dre's, I feel like our, the club and the view and the artists that we have sell itself that as long as we have the girls that are friendly enough, can sell enough, and guys want to come back and see enough it's like a, a perfect combination of everything that keeps people coming back. Now, I want to talk about the other part, the getting sucked into the vortex of Vegas. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, beautiful girl like you comes from Youngstown, Ohio. You come out here, uh, you're partying with, I mean, some of the top celebrities in the world end up in your club, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, now I know that there are invitations to get involved and go to parties outside of the club and get, in, get involved in a lifestyle outside of work mm -hmm. that is still related to work. How much of a problem is that? Um, I feel like in my personal experience, you know, I've, I've been in situations where it's, you know, you're hanging out with a, a friend you just made at work. You know, you just started Dre's, you have a new friend that's mm -hmm. a cocktail server and she's friends with some football players and you go to their after party and you just, you get put in a situation where maybe it's it's not comfortable and maybe, you know, you're drinking and it, it could just spiral into something that maybe you weren't expecting, maybe you don't want. So I feel like it's, 
you know, having a good support system is really important, whether it's a boyfriend, which I was lucky enough to have when I moved here, you know, mm -hmm. Chris and I moved here together. He was my support system, but it's who you surround yourself with in the city, like girlfriends, guy friends, you know, you just have to be careful. And I feel like that's where people get sucked into the Vegas lifestyles. They make friends with these people whose moral compass is a little bit off mm -hmm. of yours. And they're like, oh, well, this is okay. This is safe. This is fine. And then you start to believe that these situations are okay and safe and fine. And that's the direction that you go. And you find yourself with people that take advantage of your weakness or take advantage of your age or take advantage of your level of drunkenness. And that's now, and we're not talking happen. about, you know, getting you to join a multi-level and <laughs> <laughs> sell dishes or makeup. Right. We're talking about sex. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the big lure. And, uh, my own experience as a photographer, there are a number of models that I've worked with that came to Vegas frequently, and that's how we started working. And uh, there are two of them that I can think of off the top of my head that in a very short period of time were living in an apartment, a high-rise condo, basically a prisoner in that condo, and, you know, basically getting pimped out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, have you had any experience with that with your girls? Oh, I thought you meant with me. No, I've not been pimped out. <laughs> um, no, I just, I feel like, you know, some girls, they, they get, I don't, you know, it's hard because I feel like some girls are naive where they'll, they think like, oh, the, I'm special to this person and that's why mm -hmm. our relationship or situation is this way. There's some girls that are like, it is what it is. I got five of these guys that are paying for my things and whatever, you know, they're fine with whatever situation they've put themselves in. So gotcha. it's, it's kind of where your head is at as a, a girl, as a woman, whatever. Um, if you're okay with the things that are going on, then fine. But, you know, sometimes you get, you know, sucked into the spiral vortex where, you know, you, you think that things are fine and then you realize like, oh, I, I've put myself in a really bad situation or I have this guy who's super controlling or I found out that the guy I'm dating has two wives and five kids. You know, you don't, you don't realize like, you know, cause they're an athlete, you don't know what's mm -hmm. going on. Um, it's hard. It's, it's hard if you just have to have a good support system, whether it's your spouse or your friends that are kind of just leading you in the right direction to not end up in a bad situation. So you can come here pretty naive and find out in a hurry. Yes. That's kind of my point. Mm -hmm. With the girls that you manage, have you ever had to sit down and talk with them or any of them come to you and said, oh my God, I'm in a situation here. What do I do? Um, not with you know, a situation where they met a customer and they, they got into a situation like that. No. Um, you know, I, we have a policy. You're not supposed to fraternize with the clients outside of work. You know, what they do outside of Dre's, I, I can't control or do I know what's going on, you know? Um, but I've never had someone sit down and be like, okay, I went home with this client and this happened and it was really bad. You know, I've never been put in that situation. Gotcha. Thank God. Yeah. Cause I know that's, uh, you know, it's one of the, issues with Vegas. I mean, everybody in the world mm -hmm. comes here at some point in time. Um, good people, bad people, you know, all kinds of people. And of course, companionship. So, so I know, I, I, I understand about the, the VIP thing. Mm -hmm. Now you deal with, uh, Dre's obviously probably has VIP hosts that bring their clients there and uh, VIP hosts. If we were to explain what, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll do this. <laughs> 
but uh, not all VIP hosts are like this, but there are some VIP hosts that provide drugs, provide girls, provide whatever you might need when you come here so you don't have to travel with it to come here, mm-hmm. right? Um, are those... Is that an issue at Dre's, those VIP hosts? Do they reflect? Um, no, I, I would say overall we have the group of guys that we have, guys and girls. I feel like they're they're very good hosts where they get our customers to come in and we don't have any issues where we see our hosts passing off drugs to clients or anything like that, which is great because I know there are there is a fine line between a host that's doing the right thing or just showing their customer. And so there are reputable VIP hosts. Yes. And of course there's going to be others that are less so. Yes. Do you say? Mm -hmm. And, and you know, there's some that work directly for the club and then there's independent hosts that work for an independent company and can host you all over the city. So they can set you up at restaurants, any club, any hotel, they take care of your flights sometimes. Like they do all the whole package for you. And those are more independent companies. See, I know VIP hosts that will provide you with weapons, ammo, you know, the whole nine yards, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's, so it's just like, Oh my gosh, you know? Yeah. I feel like especially now because gaming is so, um, involved in the nightclub industry now like mm-hmm. you have to have a, a gaming card to to work in a nightclub because there's money involved and things like that they any kind of slip up like that gets reported to gaming you lose your gaming card and you can't work anywhere in this so city. if you're a reputable business you mm-hmm. you monitor what your vip hosts are doing then. right because it, it can affect the business and it can affect their job and they I mean, you don't want to get in trouble doing things like that because you will lose your gaming card. You can't work in Vegas again, mm-hmm. like anything that has anything to do with gaming. So if you are a young flower and you're coming to Vegas and you want to get into the nightclub industry, what, what advice would you have? Um, a friend of yours from Ohio says, hey, I want to come out here and follow in your footsteps, Missy. What advice would you give that girl? Um, my biggest piece of advice, and I've given this to people before, is you never know who's going to be your boss. Be kind to people. You know, I've had... You know, working at Dre's After Hours for a long time, I was a cocktail waitress and there were, it was the the party place for all the other nightclubs getting off of work and coming in to hang out after they were done right. and bringing their clients and having a good time and partying. And I was the one that had to serve them. So when we opened up a mega club and everyone started making money and they wanted to come back and work at Dre's, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm like, oh, I know exactly who you are. <laughs> Move on, you know? So gotcha. just just be nice because so many people in this industry move up from a cocktail server, a busser, a bartender, a bar back into management, you know, that's the goal. You know, if you're, if you're planning on being a lifelong, you know, nightclub person, or you want to move into hotels or restaurants, whatever, like that's your goal is to climb the ladder. So if you become somebody's boss and then you weren't, they weren't very nice to you, what, what do you think is going to happen? Right. <laughs> you know, so just, that's my biggest piece of advice. Just be nice to everybody. Cause you never know who's going to be your boss one day. Okay. Now, and just to give a, an, an idea, uh, a place like Dre's, what opportunities exist there? If you, you know, you talk about getting into management, mm-hmm. um, you know, not necessarily just Dre's, but I mean, another nightclub, what are the opportunities that exist in that industry? Um, you know, if you start as a busser, bartender, you know, start low, lower level employee. I mean, there's so many outlets because yes, you can move into management, you can move into marketing, you can move into corporate events, which has always interested me because we host so many corporate events for, you know, big conventions that come into town and, you know, our, our corporate events managers, they, they make great money and they, they have a really cool job. So it's like, that outlet is different and it's another thing you can add to your resume. So I feel like moving your way up the ladder, there's so many different things you can do. So if you go and get a marketing degree mm-hmm. and you come out, you wouldn't, you would, you would be looking for a marketing job, but 
would it be a good idea to go get a job as a waitress? Yeah. And work your way up and, mm -hmm. and meet people and, you know, just expand your, your portfolio. And like that's, especially in Vegas, it's such a good thing to have on your resume to, to work in a nightclub and, you know, have that on there. And then, you know, marketing is huge, especially social media nightclubs. There's so much, I mean, yes, yes, absolutely. Go work at Dre's, work at a nightclub, work at a beach club, whatever. It's huge. You learn a lot. I think about business, you meet a tremendous amount of people. I know like, uh, when, when I came here and settled in Vegas, I had uh, an option to be in LA or Vegas and I chose Vegas, uh, for a number of reasons. But, uh, one of them was, is just that there weren't a lot of people doing what I did. It was a great place to fly in and out of, and everybody wants to come here. What I discovered when I got here is that, really in a in a lot of ways you know you know you you meet people like you that yeah you're a server you start off as a server but now you're management i mean you're you're extremely good at what you do and that's the thing i find about vegas either you're really good at what you do or you don't stay here mm -hmm. and so people that are here doing what they do generally speaking are very very good at what they do if they if they stay here and they last they don't get caught up in the gambling because you can't they don't get caught up in the bars. They don't get caught up in all that stuff, but they're here to build a career. Would you agree? Yeah. And I, I the thing I love about Vegas is the, the, the service industry is such a huge stepping stone for whatever your end game is. You know, for example, uh, a kid from my hometown, he, he didn't go to the same high school as me, um, but he opened up um, a Handles ice cream and Handles is from Youngstown, you know, started Many, many years ago, I've been going there since I was a kid. It's the only ice cream town that ice cream place that matters in Youngstown. Um, <laughs> but he opened one here, which was huge. Um, you know, so now I get to have my favorite ice cream, whatever I want. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he worked in the nightclub industry as a host. And, yeah. you know, he was able to save enough money to do what he had to do. And he opened up, you know, an ice cream place. You know, I think this is a place where everything and anything you do, it's a baptism by fire. Mm -hmm. But if you're good at it, you're going to rise to the top quickly. Yeah. And so, uh, like I say, if you've got a marketing degree, you know, come here and you can do almost anything and you're going to learn so much, see so many people bouncing around. And if you want to try different things is not taboo here. Cause that's mm -hmm. kind of what people do, like you said. Um, and then also, I mean, living in Vegas, when you get off the strip, I mean, I remember people telling me before, oh my God, how can you live in Vegas? You know, the people there are all, you know, they're, you know all sinners, you know, mm -hmm. like that. And it's like, no, the people that live here are people that actually work here mm -hmm. and they live a normal life. They come down to the strip and everybody from your small little hometown, they come here and wild <laughs> They're out. the ones who come <laughs> here and they're the ones buying all the hookers and the, yeah, right. you know, going to the escorts and doing all the crazy stuff. It's not us, you mm -hmm. know, we're just here looking after you. They so. don't have those cards anymore on the strip, huh? The ones they click at you when you walk by. Do you remember those? I haven't been down there for a while, so I don't know. I just thought of it because my um, when my dad came to visit me, he was going up to the people passing out the cards and taking them and saying, "Have you seen my daughter?" And he was flipping through the cards. Oh no way! Yeah, and I'm like, I'm standing there like, Dad, you, this man. We talked about him earlier. You know how he is. Um, <laughs> your dad. I can't wait man. to meet your dad because he's, cause a, he's a really funny guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, where I was going with that was uh, the thing I love about Vegas <laughs> is the support system that people have and you know this this goes into a whole nother subject but the way that social media is now yeah you know you yes you're supporting your friends but you're also supporting them on social media that's to show hey i supported you hey i did this you know because right, that's right. how social media is but you, you know every person that works in the nightclub industry that knows the owner of handles when they go to handles they take a picture of their ice cream and say hey i was at handles and they tag handles and they gotcha. tag him and 
you know, I'm sure he loves the support, but also it, it gets so many people that are like, Ooh, what's that? And it's just the way that social media is these days. But, yeah. but Vegas is especially known for that is when somebody opens something or somebody starts a business. My, my friend just started a car detailing business from back home. He started it here right when Corona hit, which was crazy, but he's doing so well with it now. It's called Nevada shine, little plug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I had him over as soon as I could to wash my car, post a picture and right. you know, everybody who knows him is sees the picture. Oh my God, Nick's doing this. And then lots post of support, yeah, here. so much support in this town. And that's what I love about the, the big city, small town is when you do something yeah. in the city where, you know, people in the, in the nightclub industry, everyone supports each other, which is awesome. So the thing is, if you're going to come here, come here with a plan, mm -hmm. execute the plan. Don't get distracted. Make friends. Yeah. Make be friends, nice. be nice to people uh, because you never know who you're going to run into here. And mm -hmm. that's something I learned early on here that, uh, and, and, and no matter how rich you might be in your hometown, you can, <laughs> mm -mm. you can't swing a dead cat without hitting some five other guys that are richer than you. Yep. You know, I mean, really it's, it's, uh, um, that was always a thing I noticed in the gym culture is, you know, every little place that I ever lived, you know, there's always one gym and there's one guy that's the, you know, that's the guy, everybody and everybody else becomes a groupie of that guy. And if you're not a groupie of that guy, well, you don't fit in the gym and you know, mm -hmm. that kind of, that doesn't happen here. Mm -hmm. People just go to the gym and everybody minds their own business yep. and it's respectful and like that. I actually like living here. It's one of the things I love about living here is that, um, you know, if you're a nice person and respectful of other people, you're probably going to make friends. And then if you are a good person, they identify that right away and you end up making good friends mm -hmm. with people. And so yeah. that's one of the things I really appreciate about here. But if you're going to come to Vegas, come with a plan. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Agree. Come with a plan. Stick to the thing. Don't get caught up in Vegas. Mm -hmm. uh, the partying and stuff. You're not a tourist. You're a resident mm -hmm. and you're working here. And if you do that, you could end up like Missy one day. Yeah. It's, um, you just have to stay smart. <laughs> <laughs> stay smart. Stay smart and drink black bean coffee. Blackbean.coffee. Thanks very much, Missy. It's always fun talking Thank to you. you. Terry. Now we're going to start working on your podcast, right? Yes. Missy's launching a podcast soon. You'll be, when, when it's all ready, you'll be a guest again and we'll talk about that. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back in a couple of days with another episode of Good Light Unscripted, the podcast.